Hello, and welcome back to bloody terrifying mysteries. Nice. Pod- a podcast where we talk about the SCPs and stuff, which, if you're not aware, is basic, basically a bunch of short stories um, that are written in in the form of um, case case notes mm. um, for like a Men in Black esque organization that uh, look after and study and and protect the world from these. Fucking weird things. <laughs> sometimes they're mystical. Sometimes they're just downright weird. Um, yeah, it's a very strange little rabbit hole to dip your toes in, or it's... like Cal, shove your face in it like a pig eating out of a trough. Oh man! Like since since our last episode, I've I haven't I haven't maintained the nightly bedtime stories. Uh, because I was really, really losing a lot of sleep. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Silly cow. So, I, I I don't know about you, but I've I've brought three not particularly scary ones this time. Um, like just just in case people are listening to this podcast to go to bed. Which would be a weird thing to do with this podcast. <laughs> I mean, you should have all your attention, like, through your ears to your headphones. You'd, you'd be on the edge of your seat for the exactly. entire time that you're trying to sleep. Mm. <laughs> um, so, have we have we ever figured out how to decide who goes first <laughs> on this show? Or are we always just sort of gone, ah, oh, no, you do it? No, it's you and Sam, you always go first. Okay. <laughs> you always go first, and I always regret doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, well, now I've got to figure out which one I'm going to do. Because I, I sort of I set myself a little mini challenge. Um, in, in, your, in your dive into the SCP stuff, you've probably come across the, the classification system. Oh, like, roughly that there's like safe Euclid and and Ket, Ketter or something. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that just it, it's a little bit hard to define because it's supposed to refer to whether or not something is um, easily contained, hard to contain, or nearly impossible to contain. Um, but a lot of people sort of use it to denote whether or not something is like dangerous or not. Um, but so I've, I've, I, I've, I picked three, one safe, one Euclid and one Keta. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to start with, uh, I'm, I'm going to start with my, with, with the, with the safe one and I'll work my way through, I think. Um, very good. So, uh, this one is colloquially known as Hand Drawn Cassie, and it's SCP number 085. Fuck! Yeah, is that Carry what on. Carry <laughs> on. Oh, no! I have two today. Oh, no! Carry on. Oh, no! Okay, alright, now, because... <laughs> I, no. I was like, this one... I, there's no way <laughs> that Bob's gonna found this one. Because it's linked to one of my other ones, uh, but that's all right. You oh, well, you do cause it because you'll you'll we could yeah you go for it, Cal. Because well, because it's linked to two other ones, so 
Um, oh, it's, mine's not one of those two. Don't worry. It's not. It's not one of the two that made it. Because I can no. talk about one of the two that made it instead, and you can do, <laughs> and you can do Andrew and Cassie in more detail. No, no, uh, go for it, man. Well, so yeah, uh, okay. So Andrew and Cassie is a. Uh, it, <laughs> It's the result of an experiment done with SCP number 067, which is the, uh, it's known as the artist's pen, uh, which is a, um, a fountain pen that compels the person using it to, to create something with it. So it's sometimes it's like they write an autobiographical piece, um, with bits, uh, in it that like the user themselves can't actually remember. Like there's some... Uh, like anonymous effects on, on the user's memory and artistic ability and stuff when they hold the pen. Um, and so, at one point, somebody drew a uh, a woman uh, with the name Cassandra uh, written underneath it, and then <laughs> uh, the SCP Council decided to uh, put that into SCP nine one four, which is. Uh, I think it's just called the Clockwork Machine or the Clockworks, um, which is a, 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 a very complicated machine like the size of a room that has um, that can basically transform things pretty unreliably into like more complicated or less complicated versions of of what you put in. Um, so it gives examples of like what can happen. If you put like a, a like a pocket watch in there, like a clockwork watch, um, like if you set it to fine, it can it it, it comes out as like a, a clockwork like bird that can tweet and move around and stuff. Um, but if you set it to rough, it'll come out as just like a pile of cogs. All right. Yeah. So, so it upscales s- or downgrades things. Yes, uh, but it's super unreliable. <laughs> so that's. Like the 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 unreliable nature of of zero uh, six seven and nine one four is why nobody's been able to recreate a zero eight five hand drawn Cassie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> um, God, of all these episodes, I can't believe that this is the one <laughs> where we came across the same thing. There's literally thousands of these things. <laughs> Oh well, that's uh, uh, my it's bad. Happen should've... sooner or later. Had to, had to. Um, so, what I loved about this particular SCP is that, like, so you haven't actually said what it is yet. Oh, sorry. So, uh, so hand drawn Cassie uh, <laughs> is now a sentient person living in a 2D space, like, living on that page. Um, like, so, basically, putting it through SCP-914 brought her to life, um, and she can uh, transfer herself between any pieces of paper or, or other um, artistic mediums that are placed next to her piece of paper. Um, so she, uh, like her art style changes to match the, the type of thing that she moves onto. So if she moves onto like a canvas painting, she becomes paint instead of a, a sketch. Um, and if she's in a comic book, 
her thoughts can be read in thought bubbles above her head. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and otherwise she speaks in, like, sign language or... Yeah, I think it's mostly sign language when she's on her own piece of paper or just a blank piece of paper. Um, yeah, and you can communicate with her by writing things on the piece of paper. Um, there's a bunch of rules about how, like... Um, how she can interact with other things that's drawn onto her her paper. Um, like, well, basically everything operates as normal. If you draw a car, she can drive it. If you draw a drink, she can drink it. Um, if you draw something that is meant to be animated, like if you draw something with like motion lines or whatever, it will sort of act as if it has momentum and then like gradually lose that momentum. Like if you draw like a ball being thrown, that ball will move and bounce and land on the ground and then stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's some interesting things you can do with drawn objects there. Um, but I, I think the most interesting thing about hand drawing Cassie is like her, her sort of story. Like they, they started off telling her that she was the last, or she was one of the last human survivors of like an apocalyptic event. Um, and she and she should be searching for survivors and and going along with their experiments to make sure that she's healthy and mentally well and stuff. Um, and then some idiot <laughs> brings in her uh, her file that describes what she is and puts it on the desk next to her piece of paper, and she just scoots on over there and starts reading about how she's. <laughs> How she's yeah, a creation, how she's a, a 2D person living on a piece of paper, and that there's this whole other real world that she can never interact with, that she can oh, never, like, Jesus. <laughs> leave and be a part of. Oh, um, that guy got fired. <laughs> um, and then, so she starts exhibiting signs of depression and loneliness, and, um, and yeah, like, she, she goes into a pretty dark mental state, but ultimately sort of pulls herself out of it and um and like develops hobbies as a way to distract herself and and find some fulfillment um she ends up requesting technical drawings for there's a specific type of car it's a it's a ford mustang or something um from a particular year and so she ends up putting this car together from the the individual technical drawings of all the parts of it she builds a car from scratch. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, so she's been working on that for the last few years, and um, and she's sort of come to terms with what she is, and, yeah, like, she's she's overcome something pretty hard. Like, yeah, she's, she's a good, like, representation of, yeah, overcoming depression and adversity in general. That's... That's really nice. Yeah. One of these isn't awful. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing they did with her as well. Um, they would put her onto um, pieces of paper depicting impossible things, like the M.C. Escher infinite staircase that keeps... Oh, yeah, I did around. read that. Yeah. And, and so she would use that as an exercise track and, <laughs> <laughs> and constantly run uphill. And, and she's like, well... I mean, it's kind of cool. It seems to constantly be uphill this way and constantly be downhill that way. Why don't more staircases do that? That's really clever. 
<laughs> like it never occurs to her that that's that that's like physically impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And she's requested a bunch more impossible things. Yeah. So this is this is the SCP. This is the type of SCP that I really want to see like more stories done with. Um, like I'm not sure if there's like a separate place that people put stories based on these. Um, like based on a particular SCP. Um, I know there are stories, but I think they're generally sort of separate from um, the uh, the actual entry, the actual file of the, of yeah. the individual Yeah, because the files sort of often just read a bit annoyingly because heaps of shit's redacted sometimes and then you got to like yeah. try and fill in the blanks and that can get a bit annoying. I th- like, cause I really like the very like clinical nature of the creative writing process of an SCP. Like, it's it's a it's a unique writing style that lends itself to, like, like it gives you just enough limitations that you can imply really interesting things without actually having to be like writing proper prose. Um, mm. And it's easier to leave little Easter egg things and yeah. Like yeah. I said, further insinuations, other things in there if you want. Mm. So, um, yeah, so, like, I, I, if there are any interesting stories about SCP-085 hand-drawn Cassie, I would really like to find them, but I haven't been able to, so, uh, no. yeah. So, I, I'm sorry for stepping on your toes for the first time since that's, we started this show. I, that's fine, that means I don't have to... Yeah, that means I have less explaining to do. That's good. <laughs> Later on. It's very good. Fair enough. I, right, I well, might, I might yeah. do that one next then. Okay. All right. So mine is um, number 294, which okay. is a coffee machine. Okay. A little keyboard on the front. Yep. And you type something, whatever you want on there. And yep. it'll, it'll make it. So if you type coffee, it'll spit out coffee. And if you type water, it'll spit out water. I if you type in blood, it'll spit out blood. If you type in koala piss, it'll spit out koala piss. <laughs> Just um, full of chlamydia and everything. Yeah, awful <laughs> things. Um, so it is, it's mostly harmless, but some dickheads... <laughs> Aren't we um, bloody, one of them was like, oh, let's type in a cup of joe and see what happens. Um... And then, well, the guy that did that, his name was Joseph, um, he became very dehydrated and collapsed, and <laughs> the liquid that came out of it was full of his DNA, blood, and tissue matter. Um, he recovered after like a month, but Jeez. from then on, the coffee machine was moved out of the general wreck area and is now <laughs> in a specific floor where only certain staff can, can use it, and it's got bodyguards now. So wait, was this actually in the SCP Foundation that this happened? Yes, yes. They put it in one of the break rooms as a money-saving thing. <laughs> Who puts an SCP in, like, in essentially a public place? Like, oh, man. These people, sometimes the SCP Foundation come across, like, professional, like, hardcore people. And other times it's like, you people are idiots. What are you doing? <laughs> well, at the time it was mostly harmless and they hadn't really done a lot of experiments on it which they've done they did more testing after they realized that mm. um like 
they mixed up a very particular liquid and then like that was made of like bleach and coca-cola and something else and something else right and then they like yeah punched that in Mm. and yeah it poured some of that out and then they noted that the amount that was in the cup was now missing from the mixture that was sitting on the table so it actually pulls the stuff from somewhere right so when you type in cup of coffee it's presumably stealing someone's coffee (laughs) so whenever you like go to 7-eleven and get a coffee from the machine and nothing comes out (laughs) it's because this machine is is operating presumably that's how i sort of read it but it Mm. won't it can only spit out things that can be actually liquid so like it can spit out a cup of gold but it can't spit out a cup of diamonds but so okay right i mean you think that there would be a liquid version of carbon, but I guess... I it, it has spat out a liquid version of carbon, and somehow the cup can contain it. The paper cup that it, that it spits out as well can contain whatever is in it. Okay, so that's... Regardless that's of a, if it's... That's an interesting SCP in and of itself. Like, could you then use that material to, like, <laughs> make, um, I don't know... A, a, a drone that you could fly into the sun? <laughs> Potentially, because like they did a test with one of the other SCPs that looks like a snail with a creepy monster hand that apparently secretes the most corrosive thing of all time. Oh. And they, like, punched that in and it spat it out and the cup could contain it. And they're like, oh, shit. That's it really also, cool. It also pissed off that SCP when they did it. It, like, woke up and it's normally asleep for safety reasons. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, they then yeah. started to do some other weird shit with it. Yeah. Like someone typed in liquid music. Ooh. And when they drank the stuff that came out of it, I think uh, they could not hear but feel a rhythm. Ooh. And then Ooh. someone, a couple of people typed in the best drink I've ever had. And it ended up being like something that had in their past that that remarked was the best thing they'd ever had. Like and that's... a certain place. So it can read your mind a little bit. So, I mean, I'm still trying to get around the idea of music being liquefied and that that's okay. <laughs> that, we're, like... not, we're not there yet, Cal. That's oh, no. not even the worst one. Oh, no. There's better ones coming up. Um, someone also typed in the perfect drink. Yep. Uh, they then killed themselves a bit later on and their suicide note said, I'm sorry, but at this point everything's just one big letdown. <laughs> it's um, like the Rick and Morty bit about truly, truly level. Yeah, True but fun, worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, requesting that drink has been uh, banned, highly discouraged. But they they have have also haven't been able to identify what components were in that drink. Mm. I imagine um, that guy like licked the cup clean. <laughs> The thing that links it to Cassie is someone typed in something Cassie will like, and uh, after a couple seconds it spat out an empty cup, and on the side was printed a little picture of a soda uh, fountain glass filled with something brown and topped with whipped cream. Uh, When it was given to Cassie, she said it was chocolate banana milkshake and said it was delicious. That's awesome! (laughs) That's so cute! (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) That's, That's warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, someone else requested my life story. Ooh. It spat out a black, thick liquid, and when they drank it, they could remember everything that happened to them. Jesus. 
Um, oh, God. They went into their office, and two days later, they came out with a 538-page autobiography. Jeez. I mean, um, that's... That's got to be useful. Hmm. Um, someone put in... Where was it? Hang on. Um, there was a better one. Where'd it go? Oh, there was a, a security breach, and a couple of agents were, were stuck in that room. Mm. Like, four of them. One of them, three of them were injured. One wasn't. Um, and the uninjured one typed in a cup of pertinent medical knowledge. <laughs> um, and the, the liquid that he got, he was able to mend all their wounds. Like, he knew first aid and, like, had medical training. It eventually wore off, and they've not been able to get it to do that again. Mm. And that that agent that did it thinks that it was done out of self-preservation. Oh, like, like the machine like the ma- wanted to make sure that... That it, they, yeah. they survived so that it wouldn't be damaged or harmed by whatever the breach was. Okay. Yeah. See, that's super interesting. That, yeah, that, like, the rules can be bent because it's sort of a living thing. Yeah. They also requested um, someone put in a cup of someone of a specific person's leukemia. Yeah. This that's the bit that I had heard. Yeah. So it, it which it did do. It mm. did spit out a cup full of leukemia and that person didn't have leukemia for 15 days and then their leukemia came back. Yeah. So it might not be perfect or at least one cup might not have been enough. To remove no. all the leukemia. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then people have put in um, a cup of Thomas Jefferson's blood, and it says out of range. Um, they asked for anti-water, and it says out of range. Mm. So it, they think it can only do things that... Um, actually, the thing about Thomas Jefferson's blood doesn't make sense, because they also put in like a, an extinct animal's blood, and it spat something out, and they're... Con- conducting tests to figure out if that's actually what it was because it was extinct millions of years ago well I mean at least that is a sort of looser term like the human taxonomy of like what a, what counts as a creature is uh, like what am I trying to say like there might be something pretty close to it living at, at the moment but if you say a specific person Mm. Like, it's too specific and it can't get it right. I don't yeah. know. It is a yeah, bit weird that, like, the whole thing of it, like, taking the liquid from somewhere else, like, what does that say about um, the music someone drank or that knowledge that somebody drank? Like, is that... Has that come from somewhere else? Like, <sighs> like so, it, it, assuming that, like, the that person's entire life that they now remember... Um, didn't come from assuming it wasn't taken directly out of them when when the liquid was was dispensed. Well, presumably, the liquid come from all the other people that they'd come in contact with. So, is there a or, bunch of people who now don't remember them? Or the the liquid, the components for the liquid were pulled from various places, or it's some kind of magic potion, or 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 something mm. else. Like it's a different thing altogether. Mm. Like otherwise, where would the music thing come from? It would have to be a collection of. It just knows the answer to this question. Yeah, The yeah. best approximate. Mm. So it clearly has knowledge of... Because if it can make Cassie a drink, mm. it, it can clearly, you know, analyse and, and can find things out. Mm. 
Well, but I assume when it dispensed that cup, that it's um, that like the cup itself it must be manifested on its own because it's special and unique in its own way. But then like the ink that was used to draw that banana chocolate milkshake was just ink that was stolen from somebody's pen a hundred kilometers away. Mm. Yeah, like something like that makes some sense. But yeah, when it comes to like knowledge and memories, like is that being removed from somebody else's head, liquefied and put into the cup? (laughs) Or is it like a copy made somehow? I don't know. Pray, (laughs) pray not. (laughs) Man, because I'd heard about this SCP before, but I'd never actually sort of done any reading into it. Just, you know, people talk about that leukemia story in particular. That's Um, like the most boring one. (laughs) Someone typed in, surprise me, and it spat out a a clear plastic cup of, like, water. But then when they they transported it, it it got a bit vibrated. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry, they, they figured out it had been heated to about 200 degrees. Ooh. And then when it was transported, um, it vibrated a little bit and the cup turned to steam and it started yeah. spraying boiling water in a two metre radius. Yeah. Jeez. Th- that's Which that's is surprising. Like a, that's like a real thing too, like being able to superheat a liquid without it um without it actually boiling. Like if it's mm. if it's pure enough and stable enough. But then someone yeah. put in um, a cup of room temperature superconductor and they got a cup of apple juice with some apple seeds floating in it. Wait, so they requested a room temperature superconductor. <laughs> yeah, and they got a cup of apple juice. Okay. I'm not I don't sure know if I that's a that reference joke. to something. Yeah. <laughs> it, ha- it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's like th- this this thing is a lot cooler than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Um Yeah, uh, I don't have much more else to say on it. That's all right. We can move on if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, relatively wholesome one so far. Yeah. Gave Cassie a little drink. That's that's how I found Cassie. I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And like, I, I found Cassie on, um, like on a, a, I think it was through an SCP podcast and they were going through like in order and Mm. I just sort of woke up. After how can you go through in order? Because there's a bunch of... Oh, not how can... Isn't there a bunch of 001s? Well, because 001 was, like, open to a, a writing contest. And so there's a bunch of um, sort of softly accepted 001s, and they sort of establish a canon for how that version of the universe works. Like, um, there's one where there's just a document for SCP... Like that, that is SCP-001, and when you, uh, when you take it out of its folder and, and put it on the table, um, it fills itself with, uh, with a report about an SCP that hasn't been discovered yet, and yeah. then and then that SCP becomes real. Oh. Well, so oh, and dear. like pe- people don't know whether that is like, causing them, or if it's just. Detecting them and analyzing them. Huh. So, so like that's one, and that sort of that canon works with pretty much any of them. But there's other ones where it's like these are gods from like old versions of of the universe that are that are in this game, 
uh, of, like, going back and forth trying to, like, play super, like, universe-level pranks on each other. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Oh, yeah? There's the zero zero one stories, uh, yeah, uh, are either, like, sort of fun and interesting... I didn't or, get that. Oh, shut up, Siri. <laughs> or are just not at all... Uh, like, yeah, they're all... Like, yeah, it's either way too over the top or, like, yeah, some really understated, interesting stuff. <laughs> hmm. Right. Uh, anyway, so... Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, so my... Okay, so uh, the next one is uh, me, SCP-026. I am an ordinary toaster that can only be referred to in the first person. Sorry, what's the SCP number? The SCP number is uh, 426. My SCP number is 426. But my SCP number is 426. (laughs) I am an ordinary toaster. You, you put bread in me and you plug me in, you can... I can... I'll toast bread. <laughs> that is... That is correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like... That's that's my function. God damn it. Um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, but... Hang on, Cal. Yeah. My SCP is 426. Wait, hang on. You pick the same you... one. Again. Again. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. You had nine to choose from. I had so many. <laughs> Alright, anyway, go on. Tell me no, about no. how I'm a toaster. <laughs> man, that's the worst thing because like <laughs> I was trying to do the bit. Uh, and now, uh, and like, I thought that you were just playing along with the bit. No, no. <laughs> but you know, carry on. Tell me about how I'm a toaster. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Up. So we're going to talk about a grand total of what four SCPs in this whole thing. Three. Three. <laughs> oh no, four. If four. Yeah. Go, carry if on. Things go to plan. No, look, because let's. What are the chances, man? Like, ah. Uh, Apparently, was... really good. I'm gonna very quickly look up another one. No, 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 no. I, I should look up another one. <laughs> God damn it! Because uh, Euclid was the hardest one. Because there's, there's heaps, but uh, it's also like people either go safe or get it. Like uh, when they're writing this shit. Um, Alright, carry, carry on, carry on, get going. Man, I feel so bad. Because like, there's heaps that I could choose from. Hey, I'm just going to pick a random ass one. Because <laughs> I got to do the last one that we got that we doubled up on. So you can do the next one. Um, Wait, do I want to talk now while you're doing uh, that? No, sorry, I, I, will, I will just take like two seconds. I just want to fit... Uh, That's been two seconds, my friend. Oh god, damn it! No. <laughs> okay, let's let's do. Let's do that one's safe. So, uh, let, let's talk a bit about like um, the sort of bigger mythology stuff in the SCP world. 
and we'll talk about SCP number uh, 882. Ooh, I don't think I know this one. Okay. Uh, at least, I think I think that's the one. Um, uh, I, I'm 99% sure this... Yes, yes it is. Okay, cool. So, uh, SCP number 882, uh, object class Euclid, known as uh, the Machine, is a just a random assortment of metal parts of like cogs and levers and bars and all sorts of stuff um and it has a sort of telepathic effect on the people around it um it um i can't remember exactly what it does to your to your brain but it makes you want to give it more metal and any piece of metal that touches it is permanently fused to it. You have to like cut it off with an arc welding torch or something to um, to get it back off. Um, and after a certain amount of time, it uh, the piece of metal attached to it sort of transforms to look as if it was always a part of the machine. And so, uh, the within the SCP world, one of I can't remember if it's an OO, if it's a zero zero one um, proposal or not. But so there's one version of the canon is that there are two sort of gods, uh, one of like flesh and one of metal. Right. And, and so uh, the flesh one is linked to like the the zombie virus SCP, the flesh that hates SCP. And like all the like monstrous ones, um, and then there's this other one that's linked to all the the weird machine based ones. Um, like there's an SCP that uh, slowly turns your body, like it replaces your organs with clockwork parts, and you become a clockwork person. Oh um, no! And that's that's apparently linked to this SCP and a couple of others. And when you put all of those things together, you're supposed to be able to rebuild this machine god. Um, and so 882's sort of file um, talks about a few stories about the town that it was found in and how within like uh, within like a few kilometres of the town nothing metal remained like they'd given it all of its metal um, and and that like the um like one of the uh, the townsfolk had basically become like a a preacher, like a, a, a um, yeah a priest of this machine who um, was like just like it, it, it turned pretty dark when he was basically forcing people to like pull out their fillings with a plier or their metal fillings. And oh, give it, yuck. And give it to the and give it to the machine god. Um, and uh, at one point he ordered the town to tear somebody apart to get to their replacement metal hip. And, and throw that in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now it's stored at site redacted uh, <laughs> in the SCP Foundation, fully submerged in salt water. Um to uh to to stop its telepathic effects it has to be covered in rust um yeah <laughs> so they they keep it in a salt water solution that's um 
yeah, that's at least 40% seawater. Um, like actual seawater. It, it, it can't just be a salt water solution. I think it's got something to do with like the other god of organic things being in the, the seawater, like holding it down. Hmm. Yeah, at least that's my head cannon on it. Um, but yeah, so that's my <laughs> on-the-fly description of SCP number 882, The Machine. Right, so there are weird, fleshy, creepy gods and a creepy, metal-y god thing. Well, it's, it's interesting to think about in the way uh, that, like, um, like to, to see other SCPs as aligned with either god. Um, like, there's heaps of, like, ones that really fuck with, like, flesh and people's bodies, and ones that are very much about, yeah, mechanics and, yeah, and, like, they're very clockwork-oriented. Like, um, uh, I think it was 914, yeah, the, um, the, the refining machine is, like, yeah, yeah. Th- that is, in theory, a part of the machine god. Right. Yeah. Which would allow it to refine anything that it was given, yeah. Yeah, well, so that gives it the sort of power to, yeah, change things, build things, and, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, there's a few of those things that, when together, should become this, like, omnipotent, yeah, crazily powerful thing. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about you tell me about how I'm a toaster? Um, yeah, so, I am SCP-426, uh, I'm a toaster, just a regular little toaster, pretty much, you plug yep. me in, put toast in, to- bread bin, toast pops out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible for humans to talk about me in anything other than first person, first, first person terms, pronouns, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, I was found, uh, when the fire brigade got called to a house, um, and it was found that the family that was there... Uh, all but one of them were dead. Uh, one of them had died trying to eat a power socket. <laughs> one of them died um, after eating 10 kilos of bread. Um, um, and the other one died after attempting redacted with me. Oh. Um, the sole survivor um, was very malnutrition, malnourished. Yep. Uh, he claimed that he had inserted some bread a week prior and was still waiting for the toast to pop out. <laughs> I am unsure where he inserted the bread. <laughs> so when you say <laughs> you, you put bread in me, I toast bread. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes not. It's uh, sometimes people that are not me when they think that they're me toast it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Man, um, <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have picked an SCP purely based on a bit that would be perfect for radio. I should have known <laughs> that that would be the one that would double up. <laughs> uh, it was always a risk. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to be kept in a room with no windows. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or any doors or anything that, we can be, that I can be seen through. Um, the foundation have run a few tests on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they got someone who had no idea what what I was or what was in the room. They they had them outside my chamber and asked them to describe what was in there and they said that I'm probably some huge monster holed up in there. Mm. Um and he was unaware of his first pronoun use. Mm. Um so that, they took Yeah. That's a super it, interesting implication. 
that that I have effects on other people even though they don't even know about me. Mm. Uh, someone was given one of my screws and referred to it as my screw. They were unaware that they, again, that they talked about in the first person. Yep. So that would mean that if I was taken apart or smashed or destroyed, my effect would stay behind with my component parts. Mm. So, it was an interesting comment on the YouTube video about me um, where people were saying, uh, well, throw me into a volcano. And, and other people were going, no, that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> There'd be yes. random people talking about my lava. <laughs> yeah, that would just shift yeah. to... Th- the, I would shift to the entire volcano and then people would be referring to the volcano in the first term and it would probably send... Yeah, it would increase my effects because they, could, they tested yeah. yeah tested putting someone in a room next to me mm. um, to wait until my secondary effect, which is you know people thinking that they are a toaster, mm. um, to, to start kicking in and it, it never did after three three months. Yeah, three months. Didn't, didn't work. So okay. my effects are somewhat limited. But mm. if I was thrown into a toaster, which is much larger, a uh, toaster, volcano, which is much larger than a toaster, my effects mm. would presumably have a much wider range. That is an interesting bad. thought, actually. That, like, Well, because somebody in, in the comments of that video as well um, was proposing the idea of taking one of my screws, replacing it with a completely separate screw, and then taking that screw out and asking one of the D-class to identify the screw. D-class being uh, like what a D-class? D-class are the disposable people that they use the, in these tests. Ah, so they form of prisoners and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there's a lot of uh, evidence that they are that that a lot of them are clones. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, there's a few SCPs that can copy people that um, that yeah that people are heavily suggesting the foundation uses as like cannon fodder. That is somewhat horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, depending on the type of clone, it yeah, the the ethics are pretty bad on it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. So that's um. It's it's yeah. an interesting one in context with um SCP eight eighty two, like with the with the machine god, like just the idea of other people uh, identifying with it and. Um, like it, it would be, it would be a feature that a, that an omnipotent machine god would kind of want. Well, if I became a volcano, mm. people would then presumably think that they are volcanoes, and then, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that effect would work then. Mm. I, I don't know because I'm not sure if anybody's done anything with taking one of my screws and like trying to destroy it. Um, or anything like that. Like, I don't know if anybody's tried to see... Well, there's nothing in the not. exper- my experiment log referring to that, but... Mm. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Hmm. <laughs> we should probably move on before we go mad. <laughs> sure. All right. So, uh, so my last SCP, I, I, I so, so hope... <laughs> It's like I, not I kind of want a hat, one. I kind of want a hat trick now. <laughs> well, I picked two emergency ones, so go nuts, man. <laughs> okay, so I my final pick was SCP number four nine five three. 
Okay, Is we didn't any we of yours? Trick. Ah, fuck it! <laughs> um, okay, because this <laughs> this one uh, is is a, a, a Keta class um, life form. Um, Keta like, being the most dangerous. No, Keta being the hardest, the hardest to contain. To contain. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so uh, this this one is uh, colloquially known as the Burger King himself. <laughs> what? It's it's an approximately middle aged man uh, wearing a crown and the garb uh, of like a uh, <laughs> of a middle ages king uh, who manifests outside of Burger King restaurants, uh, walks in, orders things that are always within the the menu of um, sorry. They're not necessarily on the menu, but they're always made of things that are available in the Burger King kitchen. Um, the the staff are compelled to to fulfill his requests, and they don't find it abnormal at all, and they remember it, and they just don't think it's weird at all. Um, he's able to create uh, life forms out of the uh, out of the things that he orders from the menu. Um, he's, uh, he's been known to make, uh, dogs, horses, uh, and to even heal, uh, his own wounds with, uh, using, uh, burgers and soft drinks and fries and straws and, and things like that. Um, there's a, there's a record of him going in with uh, a big wound in his arm and giving himself a blood transfusion by using a straw and sucking up. Uh, mayonnaise uh, into uh, into one of his arteries. What the? F- <laughs> what? <laughs> this is weird. Okay, uh, and so, <laughs> uh, but like even the people in the restaurant don't find it weird. At one point, he made a dog um, who's what, uh, out of burgers. Out of yeah, out of burgers and and uh, uh, like he put a big wad of cheese in its head and that was its brain. Uh, its mouth was um, I don't, uh, like it was its saliva was mustard, so it was running around and like kids were playing with it and stuff and it was like licking the kids and covering the kids' clothes in uh, in mustard, um, and uh, and a woman uh, comes over and sort of like yes like scolds the dog for. Um, <laughs> uh, for for making the kids' clothes dirty. Oh. Um, so I, I don't know whether that's an anomalous effect, like whether they're <laughs> whether seeing a burger dog, like they just assumed that it was a dog in a costume or something or what. But um, but yeah, like the woman didn't seem to like notice that this was like some freaky meat homunculus. <laughs> But people outside of the Burger King do notice. Well, because there's a there's a log here of uh, of an SCP Foundation member who ran into the Burger King um, at the restaurant, and he noticed and had an, and interviewed him. Um, so I'll see if I can find. Uh, where is it? there's one here about a civilian picking a fight with the Burger King uh, in which ca- and the and the Burger King's like 
he, he and apparently uh, it complements his fighting spirit, but warns him there will be no mercy should the civilian attack again. Jesus. <laughs> like he just he talks like an old school king, and he's just yeah, he's apparently just a super chill dude. Uh, here we go. Um, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, uh, but um, yeah, check it out on the on the wiki. Uh, he, he essentially uh, say, he says to me like uh, the SCP member says, you know, where did you, um, where did you come from? The Burger King says from the battlefield. Um, the agent says, can I go there with you? And he's and he's like sort of confused, and, and he goes on to explain that there's a um, that there's a war going on, and that uh, he has to uh, maintain his his control of all the beef uh, from the from the tyrant Arby, <laughs> <laughs> and and that he his kingdom believes that all the beef should be uh, should be controlled by the one Burger King, <laughs> and that this is a, a war as old as time. So there's some kind of fast food war going on somewhere. Yeah. And he admits that he's not supposed to be visiting the restaurants for more supplies. That that was, like, one of the earliest, like, rules about the war. (laughs) I'm so weird. So, uh, so, yeah. (laughs) I, I, uh, it took me a long time to decide on which Keta class thing to go for. Um, but after the last two were relatively, like, wholesome, I was like, I have to do the joke one. I have to do the funny, he's just the literal Burger King. <laughs> um, and apparently, um, as, as part of the containment procedure, um, you have to, like, um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Bless you. The, um the restaurants have to use him as a mascot to, to, I think as a way to make it seem like it would be normal for this person to walk into any given restaurant. So like, there's a, there's a little bit of like ambiguity here about what it's anomalous effects are as far as how people respond to him goes. Um, yeah. Okay. So can he be contained? Uh, no, like, because he uh, he as far as we can tell, he is just moving from his universe to our universe freely. Oh right, yeah. And no one ever sees him appear or disappear. He he sort of like walks out of the building, moves away from the security cameras, and then he's gone. Right. Yeah. So uh, a slippery customer. <laughs> I mean, there's a Hamburglar and a Grimace. And... I mean, maybe. Uh, he he does admit that uh, that not all of the uh, of the people in his world participating in the war are kings. And yeah, that's when he name drops Arby. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a Wendy, and I'm sure there's a Ronald McDonald. Some sort of colonel. Mm, mm, well, I know because it's specifically about the beef. <laughs> He specifies the beef. Well, that's that's just in the battle. The battle's for the beef. True, true. There might be a colonel. Colonel Sanders. He's just not part of the beef war because he doesn't use beef. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. That's, that's just 
opened so many questions. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. Like yeah, he he brings his horse in. Uh, like at one point he like he makes a bird, but it comes to life before he finishes putting the head on. So then he's oh, like, no. chasing down the bird, trying to put the head back on the bird. Oh, what a lovable scamp! It's 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 genuinely a really just funny, like nice little SCP. Um, yeah. So anyone who thinks that the SCP stuff is all just spoops, send them send them this way. I mean, besides the horrific machine god that we talked about, it's all been pretty wholesome so far. Yeah, that's, that's good hustle. Hmm. Huh. So let's let's uh, let's bring it home, Bob. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I can do... I'll do one or two. Oh, I could do the meme one, or I could do the less meme one. Which is the more wholesome? Uh, ah, so, SCP-055... Okay. Is... It's called a... It's a. It's classified as a self-keeping secret, or an anti-meme. Oh, okay. Um, so, its physical appearance, and its nature, and its origin stuff are all self-clarifying, which means the SCP Foundation doesn't know how they got it, Yep. They don't know when they got it or who got it. Yep. Um, its physical appearance is not unknown. It's not indescribable. It's not individual, invisible. You can see it. Mm. Um, you can walk into its container and look at it, take mental notes, written notes or whatever, but as soon as you come out, you just can't remember. Mm. You just become uninterested in it and you start thinking about other things. Yes, I do know this other one. things. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's quite hilariously rediscovered every so often, which causes a hell of a lot of panic, and then um, everyone forgets about it again. Mm. Um, a lot of scientific study has been done on it, but none of it all has been recorded, but it has never been studied. Um, someone has attempted to destroy it, but no one knows what happened. Mm. Um, it's also unknown... If anyone, it's also unknown if it if it's killed anyone. It's a Keter classification because you just wouldn't know if it's yeah. done anything. Yeah, because yeah, you just forget. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, and basically it's just kept in a in a box in, in a in a little room, heavy containment room that's um, five by five and two point five meters square room, mm. and all made of cement with fifty centimeter thick walls. <laughs> and a Faraday cage around it. Yep. No one knows who built it. No one knows why they built it that way. And, yeah, the file's basically the only thing that there is about it, which people keep forgetting and, and then finding again. Mm. Um, it's kept at Site-19, and not a single one of the personnel know anything about it. The security guards that sit there and, and keep an eye on it all day, when they finish their shift, they're somewhat amnesiac about the day's events. Yeah. And what they're even doing um yeah so should probably get on to my last one which is scp uh 902 yep um yeah because you i did one no you did one i did one you did one I, yeah 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 so it's my last one so i've done three 902 uh, okay it's, yeah. a, <laughs> it's a box um it looks like an ammunition box. Oh, about yes. This 30 was years old. on my list. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's got a bit of hat trick. Oh, man. Uh, it emits what's described as a ticking sound, and anyone that hears it becomes convinced that it's counting down to something, and mm. it has to be stopped. 
Um, they can open it and look inside, see that it's empty, and they're still unconvinced. Um, anyone that does become aware of it, it's yeah, it's not good. They go they go crazy, um, and for that reason, it's it's only people below a certain rank are to know about it. Right. And it's guarded at a specific site um, with a hydrogen bomb on site that can be detonated remotely. If it could be detonated from site, it would probably be blown up by now. Mm. Um, yeah, basically, people exposed to it go mental, thinking that it's going to blow up and keep opening it and closing it, trying to find whatever's inside ticking and counting down. Mm. Um, so, wasn't there? There was a thing about like it can't be destroyed until after the countdown's finished. Is what it convinces you of, isn't it? I thought I might be wrong though. Um, Anyone that becomes aware of it through personal interaction or by reading this report becomes convinced that whatever is in it is horribly dangerous and needs to be destroyed before the... Uh, as soon as the count again finishes and not before. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because then if you did put a bomb in it, like, everyone it would be... Everyone would be convinced that you need to... Like, we need to get rid of that bomb as soon as it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. Um, yeah. The report ends with, there is no object, there is, is an object, it has to be destroyed when the countdown stops, we are doing great work, we have to be stopped. <laughs> so I, man, like, I, these two being both like meme and like memory, like idea-based ones, is super interesting. I, I love the, like, the ones that affect the way the, the entry is written. Hmm pretty fun yeah it like shows that like the the people like at the scp foundation are susceptible <laughs> like they're not it, it's not perfect they haven't managed to contain everything properly no they're just sort of doing their best yeah and going back a little bit to the uh back to the anti-meme back to um, the what the the one <laughs> uh i can't continue that bit <laughs> <laughs> It'll be too hard to do. Um, so, Addendum A here is someone musing to themselves saying, hey, if this thing really is an anti-meme, why doesn't the fact that it's an anti-meme get wiped? We must be wrong about that somehow. Wait a minute. What if we're able to keep notes about what it isn't? Would we be able to remember those? And, like, that goes on to, like, explain, uh, like, how they've been able to sort of get this um this document written in the first place <laughs> that like it, when you remember what it isn't you can deduce that it must exist and and so you can't remember it but you can keep sort of deducing that um that there must be a, a, yeah an SCP-055 right so you can work out what it isn't yeah, and then by, that... and then I I can say to you, do you remember that there was something that wasn't round? And you go, yeah, 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 SCP fifty five isn't round. Wait a minute, <laughs> and you can sort of remember that there was an SCP fifty five for a minute. Right, but then you forget again. And then you forget again. So like you can, yeah, like with um, yeah, if if after a, a certain amount of time we've had enough people figure out what it isn't we can sort of create a map of the universe with one little black spot in it, <laughs> the perfect shape of 055, and we can get an idea of what, a, of what it is. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, the, the, the meme ones are, are super interesting, and, like, they are sort of spooky in their own right of just, like, how fallible is your memory? And Ooh, like, yeah. And how, how scary is it to think that, that you might be wrong about something important? Hmm. Mm. Interesting mm. stuff. Yes. Makes you tickle your brain a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's We've ended up talking six... about quite a few of these. Yeah, we've talked about six whole SCPs. Um... At least. And, like, and then I, I touched on two more. <laughs> With, ah, true. Uh, uh, from, yeah. from Cassie. So yeah, there's uh, yeah. I guess yeah, eight, eight we've sort of covered. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Good Nearly stuff. ten SCPs. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> Finally, we'd thought of two more. Anyway, um, that wasn't the goal. <laughs> Not at all. Um, yeah. Oh, so, we'll be back next time with. Hopefully, less overlap in whatever the fuck we're talking about. Man, that's so interesting to me because there are so many out there that like. Because I was like, no, I can't do the hard to destroy reptile, because uh, that that's Is it hard to destroy reptile. <laughs> uh, and like, uh, I can't do um, uh, the zero uh, eight seven, the face in the stairwell. Um, I can't do. Uh, what is it? The sculpture one seventy three. That was the first SCP ever made. Um, like, there's a heap of them that are like really, like obvious ones. SCP one thousand is Bigfoot, and it has a super interesting story. Uh, oh yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah, the species of Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a former humans, but they're all yeah or something. <laughs> and it's like got like five layers deep of like you need to be this level, um, authorized to view this bit. Uh, but you have to be even more authorised to view this next bit, and they're all just lies upon lies to cover up the truth. <laughs> About Bigfoots. About Bigfoot. <laughs> there you go, there's ten. <laughs> Got <Yeah. him. laughs> Good work, Cal. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Very good. Uh, yeah, until till next time. Um, don't be a toaster. <laughs>